Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. Welcome back to the show. If you're just joining us for the first time, welcome. Sun's out here in Melbourne. The day is getting better and better. Hope it is beautiful where you are, wherever you are listening around the country. Might be a bit tired today after the staying up all night, potentially, and watching the Aussies last night. It got pretty tense in the middle of the night here in Melbourne. Now, one man that knows all about winning World Cups. He won it in 2003 and 2007. 156 wickets in 123 ODIs for Australia is Brad Hogg. He's been good enough to join us this afternoon. G'day, Brad. Good afternoon, Julian. I don't think I won. I think there was uh, about 15 or 30 other guys that were on those two trips that uh, helped win it. So it was a good team effort. But uh, Australia at the moment, uh, absolutely flying. Um, They got flogged by India in the first game as well as South Africa. And, um, you know, they're going to meet both of them in the finals. And they've they've, uh, revisited South Africa and knocked them off. And hopefully they can knock India off in the final. Just going back to 2003, Brad, 20 years ago now, playing India in the final. Um, What were your memories that day? It must have been pretty relaxing sitting back there and watching... Firstly, Adam Gilchrist and then Ricky Ponting and Damien Martin set 359 back in 2003. was almost unheard of in terms of a one-day international score. Well, I'll actually be honest with you. I didn't watch any of the uh, batting until about uh, five overs to go. What were you doing? What happened... I was in the nets with uh, Brett Lee. Brett Lee came back in and I came back in uh, uh, from the, the nets out the back and we just started. And um, anyway, I took my pads off and the first ball that I actually watched, um, I, I, I can't remember who was out first. I think it might, might have been Hados. And I thought, right, um, I'll just go back to the back of the rooms and the next time I watched the ball, uh, the next wicket fell. So I thought, oh, I'm not going to watch any of the, uh, the batting innings still right to the end. So a little bit of superstition there. Um, but I do remember the clouds coming over at one stage and uh, Ricky Ponning gave himself and Darren Lehman the ball and all, all of a sudden it stuck into me and um, I thought, oh, here we go. Uh, could help Australia lose the, the final here. But, um, yeah, we, we came off our own and then we got back out and uh, eventually we, we got back on top of India and, and won that final. And it was just a memorable performance. We didn't lose a game in that particular 2007, so very lucky with the group of players that we were with. Yeah, it was a sensational team, as you say, 2003 and 2007. Going back to last night, Brad, I mean, some of our bowling, our new ball bowling hasn't been great in this tournament, but when it mattered, uh, in, in pretty good conditions for them, Mitch Stark and Josh Hazelwood got it absolutely right uh, from the very first ball. Yeah, they really put the pressure on uh, on South Africa from ball one, and you know there was I heard some comments with uh, Travis Head batting, you know, and uh, someone I think it was Haydos that said, "Oh, that's brave cricket." Well, you know, you look at Decock. Decock's uh, been absolutely sensational throughout the tournament, and he he was under pressure from the South Africans and uh, from the Australian opening bowlers, and then he had to take a risk to try and turn the pressure around, and uh, he took the bowling on, and it didn't come off, and I think that was probably. Uh, the major wicket for Australia to really get on top of South Africa last night because um, he was going to be the one that uh, really really made the dis- difference in the game. Pat Cummins is sometimes criticised for his captaincy. I know the bowler's got to do the job, but and Tim Payne was full of praise for him this morning. He, he pulled the right rein to bring Travis Head on when he did. 
Yeah, look, Travis Head is uh, one of those uh, interesting characters in a sense. I remember seeing him up in the Academy 2010, I think it was. Uh, we had a weak spin academy up there, and I thought he was one of the best off spinners that we uh, we had in Australia at the time. And then all of a sudden, he just concentrated on his batting, and uh, the batting really took shape. But um, it was just great to see him get that overspin last night uh, when needed, and the conditions suited him. And it was great that Pat Cummins uh, went to him to just see what he had to offer. And uh, again, you know, he he uh, helped turn the sw- turn the game to Australia's favour, and with uh, the ball, but also the bat as well. How important are our spinners going to be come the final against this Indian batting lineup? We saw the spinners for both teams last night certainly had an impact. How important is, you know, Zampa probably had a down one last night, but he's been brilliant all tournament. But Maxwell, Head and Zampa are going to have to bowl pretty well, you would have thought. Yeah, look, Maxwell's an interesting, uh, interesting form because he, he bowls uh, undercutters, and uh, that really suits those Indian conditions. And uh, the, the only thing with Maxie in the in the final is he's bowling to a, a strong top order of right-handers, so he might be able to bowl tight, but. Uh, just uh, on the, on that wicket perspective, um, you know we might not see him on the on the wickets tally. But if he can just keep the economy um, under wraps, that will really bring Zampa into the game and Zampa turning the ball away from the right-handers. Um, I, th- I think he can really uh, step up and really play a big part in the final. I think that's one thing with Australia going into this particular um, tournament. They probably should have replaced Agar with a left-arm option, uh, left-arm off-spin option, just to um, take it away from the right-handers, especially when you're going to play India. And India might uh, you know, set it up where there's a bit of a slow wicket that, um, that probably helps their spinners more than ours. Would you make any... Would you consider any changes to the eleven? Uh, there'll be some that will call for Marcus Stoinis to come in for Manus Labuschagne. Would you? Would you consider that? Uh, no, I wouldn't. Once you got the momentum going in your favour, and the uh, you know the team's got that excitement about them, uh, I, I don't think you want to ruffle any feathers. Um, the only reason why you'd bring in a Marcus Stoinis. Um, would be for his bowling. Uh, it really wouldn't be for his batting. And I think you really need someone like a, a, a Labuschagne in that middle order, especially in finals, if things get a little bit tough and you need to rotate the strike. Uh, as we saw last night, South Africa are in a lot of trouble. But um, when you're in a lot of trouble, if you can get that score up to uh, over 200, you can still put pressure if you're bowling second against the opposition team. So um, I think you really need someone like a Labuschagne in this, uh, in this final. Speaking of Brad Hogg, 2003 and 2007 World Cup winner with the Australian teams, uh, magnificent Australian uh, one-day teams. They were uh, just a few off our 40 winks uh, temper text here, Brad. A bit surprised that Josh Hazelwood didn't bowl his 10 overs, given he bowled so well in his first spell. Did that surprise you that uh, he didn't bowl out? Uh, look, you, you know, you, you look at those options, but you, you've got to make um, you've got to make the the decisions when you're out in the field. And I think Pat Cummins did a great job last night. And um, you know, he he's probably got a bit of a feel for the game, or he's got better feel for the game than what we have uh, watching it on TV back here. And you know, you, you can make all those assumptions, but at the end of the day, they got over the line, they made the right decisions, and um, that, that's what counts counts out the end. Um, and he might use Josh Hazelwood a little bit differently against the Indians. And I, I just think it might have been something with a bit of a match-up at the back end as well. So, um, you know, it's, it's up to the decisions in the in the dugout, uh, really, than, uh, you know, observing from, from afar. But you'd, you'd expect Hazelwood to bowl 10 overs. But, um, you know, yesterday they didn't. The spinners uh, took more, more overs than expected. 
Are you confident or hopeful we can get the job done? I mean, India have looked unbeatable in this tournament. They're in their home conditions, which, I mean, it could be you know, all the pressure is, is on India, given it's uh, in front of a country that's obsessed with the game. But uh, how, how strong a chance do you give the Aussies of causing? What, what would be an upset? Uh, look, I don't, I don't think it would be an upset either way. Um, I think if, if there's a team that's going to beat India in this particular tournament in a final, it's going to be Australia with the history that we've got. Uh, and I, I, the one thing that I'm proud of the Australians at the present moment is they looked as though they were really struggling at the start of the tournament. And uh, then a few of the boys stepped up and uh, turned things around. I think well, one of the big ones was Adam Zampa. Um, we were struggling with spin. We didn't have that, uh, that that spare spinner on tour to uh, replace him. He had to step up. He had a few injury problems with his back. Uh, he has stepped up. Stepped up uh, you know, he's got over 20 wickets for the tournament, and I think he's really going to have a big final. So for me, I, I think Australia are going to go into this game very confident, and I, I think they can beat India. Um, but the team that bats first is probably going to have a better better advantage, um, especially with the ball swinging early on under lights uh, out 90 armour to bat. How have you rated the World Cup in general? It seems like a lot of people still question the place of of one day cricket in the grand scheme of things now with the you know the acceleration of T20 cricket and and Test cricket amongst the the strong nations still really really strong. How have you rated this tournament overall? And where do you see the the long-term future for the 50-over game? Look, I, th- I think um, after this particular tournament, I-, I think it's got a lot of legs moving forward. I think you look at the teams of Afghanistan and ne- uh, the Netherlands, uh, they-, they had uh, a big impact in this particular tournament, upsetting some big names. And um, for me, if, you- if you're really trying to grow the game around the globe, uh, you- you've got to have the 50-over tournament uh, or 50-over uh, game moving forward. Uh, gives those uh, associate teams uh, more option to play the longer form of the game because at the end of the day, the shorter the form, uh, the more chance they've got of competing against the top teams. And uh, I, I think this is probably one of the best World Cups that we have ever seen. Uh, it's had a mixture of big totals. Um, you know, we've seen 400 uh, games uh, a number of times and we've seen ch- teams chase it down and nearly get over the line with those big scores uh, but we've also seen, also seen small totals as well where it's um, created a little bit of trouble for teams chasing so I think it's been a good mixture uh, and I, you know th- that's one thing that I love about the subcontinent is that uh, the conditions can change very quickly you can have games which where the wicket's really flat but then you can have games where it favours the bowlers especially the spinners and uh, I, I like that a, a, a bit of aspect about it where you bring um, different arts of the game into uh, into the contest throughout the tournament. We've won the World Cup five times, Brad, but if we won this one, would this be our greatest achievement in terms of World Cup victories, given the way we started the tournament, we've had injuries throughout, and now we're coming up against an undefeated team on their home deck? Uh, I, th- I think it'd be um, hard to beat the 99 uh, performance because they're well and out of the tournament mm. there and... Um, you know, they, they had to turn things around. They they didn't have uh, as many chances to get back into the top four as what um, this Australian team did. So uh, our Australian team here turned around within two games. But back then, um, I, th- I think they, they had a very tough run at the start. Uh, they had a few issues off the, off the field as well. Um, and then all of a sudden they uh, said, right, 
we've got to relax off field. If we relax off field, we'll turn it on, uh, turn it on on, on field. And that's what they did. And I think um, this particular team have done exactly the same here. I think they went into the tournament. Um, you know, there's been a lot of talk about the Australian team over the last couple of years with what's happened with coaches and so forth and uh, also coming off a of tough ashes. And just well, follow- um, They lost a couple of, yeah, oh, keep going. Lost a couple keep of one-day games and um, then um, all of a sudden they've gone in this tournament without that confidence and uh, then losing the first two games and then turning around, I, th- I think it's been a fantastic performance. So um, I'd, I'd rate it about the same as 1999. And before I let you go, Brad, what sort of pitch do you think will be produced for the final? There was some criticism about the semi-final and, and the, uh, the wicket that India were preparing to, to obviously suit themselves. Uh, what do you think will, will be rolled out come, fi- come the final? Yeah, look, there's a bit of uh, there's a bit of a complaint about that, but uh, look, at the end of the day, you don't know what's actually happened on the on the particular pitch that um, the curator um, uh, prepared. He, um, something might have happened where he had to go to another wicket, and the, uh, the only wicket that he could have gone to was the uh, used wicket. So let's not go too too harsh on that. And I think if there's a team that India didn't want to do it, that would that would have been New Zealand. But um, look, at the end of the day, it's it's India's home home tournament. You can talk about it's an ICC event. You should have flat wickets, or you should have uh, wickets that are pretty even uh, uh, amongst the teams. But I don't see it that way. Um, it's their home event. Um, if it was in Pakistan, Sri Lanka, I'd expect them to be um, having wickets that favour them as well on the subcontinent. And I expect us to have wickets that favour us over here. So at the end of the day, I think we'll see a wicket that um, is going to favour spin because I think um, India probably have more depth in spin, but also their, uh, their fast bowlers probably move the ball in the air um, more consistently amongst the three quicks and uh, our three quicks. I think Stark's probably the, the main one that moves the ball. The other two uh, generally just uh, line and length bowlers. So I think that's where India have got the advantage. I think they'll go with a slow turner. And Brad, events like this, it's very handy to live in Perth, isn't it? I mean, you're tucked away in bed by midnight and it's all over and we're still trying to keep our eyes open at three o'clock in the morning. Yeah, well, I'll tell you a little bit of a secret. I uh, I go to bed at ten and try and keep it as normal normal as possible and get up and watch the replay in the morning. And I I um, the the game that uh, Maxwell made is two hundred and one. I woke up and I just looked at the scorecard. And you know when you wake up and you don't your eyes aren't working. I'm thinking <laughs> that's not two hundred and one. That's only twenty one that Maxwell's got. There's no way he could have made two hundred and one. And then I went back and watched the highlights, and I thought that was unbelievable. The hundred he got against the Netherlands, I, I thought you know. Um, yeah, no, that was a pretty good innings, but um, you know, I want to see you do it against a, a better team and against Afghanistan on that particular wicket. That, that's probably one of the best innings I've ever seen. And um, you know, the, the way the way that um, he, he could have just walked off with the cramps and so forth uh, and stayed out there, I, I just thought it was brilliant. And I, I think that's a, a moment for for Glenn Maxwell, which is really. Um, uh, changed the, the perception of yeah. him um, in, in a sense where you know you see this flamboyant character, but um, all of a sudden you, you see someone who, uh, when, when when the going was tough, he he stood up, and it was a bit like the Dean Jones innings um, when he made that hundred in uh, Chennai many moons ago, where um, Alan Border kept him out there, yep. and he was short of fluids and and so forth. So it was just good to see uh, Glenn Maxwell really make a moment and and uh, stamp some authority on his career, where uh, where everyone just uh, sees him in a different light now. Spot on. Let's hope he's got one more big one uh, left in him if we need it come the final. Uh, Brad, thanks for your time. Uh, enjoy the, the final on Sunday night. Yeah, thanks very much, guys. And, uh, yeah, keep enjoying it. And let's hope we can get over the line against India.
Let's hope so. Brad Hogg, uh, World Cup winner in 2003 and 2007. Now, as we go to the break, let's have a listen to uh, Mitch Stark talking about the upcoming final against India. Well, we play the game. We're going to take on the best. They've been the best in the tournament so far, and we both find ourselves in the finals. So um, that's what World Cups are about. You want to you take on the best um, throughout, and, and we certainly come up against you know, a team that have, have obviously led from the front through the tournament and they're undefeated. So um, we played them in the first game of the tournament. Now we get to take them on in the last. So, uh, yeah, what a, what, a, what a place to be at the, the end of a World Cup.